Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Dear friends of Holy Shenanigans podcast, I'm Pastor Tara Lamont Eastman, and I am here to ask three and a half questions of Bob LaBelle. Bob is a member of King of Kings Lutheran Church in Liverpool, New York. Hi, Bob. Thank you so much for being here with us. Hi, good to be here. I so appreciate you taking some time on this beautiful day to talk about love. I think it's an important topic, and I would love to have other folks hear what you have to say about it. Are you ready for your first question? I am ready for my first question. (laughs) Okay. So, Bob, what do you love about being you? Oh, wow. Well, I've said for a long time, I'm older than you are. Uh, I'm a good deal older than you are. I've been around for a while and I've loved the fact that I've enjoyed gifts. I have been given more gifts than I deserve or really more than anybody deserves. In the distribution of the good things of life, I have been over with good things. And so I love the opportunity to respond to those gifts mm-hmm. uh, and to figure out how to use them productively, creatively. I'm pretty convinced that neither I nor any other individual person will have the opportunity to go everywhere that you might go with all of these gifts. So yeah. I just keep exploring and I love the opportunity to do that. And I love the awareness of being gifted, that somebody else has given me opportunities and abilities that I couldn't have created myself. The only thing I can do is apply some industry to the ability and the opportunity. That's what life is about. It's about ability, opportunity, and industry. And I love being embroiled in that. Yeah, and to be able to take 
um, I guess a term that would be common in vernacular right now to use our privilege, right, or blessings Mm -hmm. to serve God or to serve love or to serve people, right? Yeah. Yeah, and to be aware of those things. Um, And that can be a really hard thing because sometimes those gifts that we are given, it's kind of like the water we drink, right? We are so used to them that sometimes it takes some work, like you say, industry, to become more aware and and how to apply those things and how to share them with the world, right? Yeah, right. I wonder if you could tell me a story about how love showed up for you that surprised you. I was aware of being somewhat difficult to love at times and wondered whether I would ever actually meet somebody that could reach me and also be reached by me in a deep loving relationship. And I just had doubts about that because I was so damn intense about so many things and so never really satisfied with how much I had responded yet to the gifts and used them (laughs) that I thought, "Uh, this is going to be hard. Uh, I might be looking at a a solo life. (laughs) And I picked up a newspaper one day and read about someone. Mm. And it turned out that there was going to be an article in the paper about me just a few days later. So I wrote a letter to her and said, I read about you in Tuesday's paper. You'll be able to read about me in Sunday's paper. I'd like to meet. And here we are all these decades later, happily married for a long time now with children and grandchildren and just mountains of love. Wow. How great is that? That is a beautiful story of love and Yet, even though you had questions about love and loving and being loved, you had the curiosity or courage to write that letter. Or audacity or something. Yeah, audacity. Hey, that works too. Or intensity, (laughs) right? (laughs) Your your intensity served you well in connecting you to your your life partner. That's an amazing story. And like you said, this expansion of love as a result of that. That particular Tuesday evening, I was reading the paper only because I had just come off a 36-hour shift in the uh, intensive care unit, and I was tired to the point of being addled, but I wanted just to stop, sit down, and let something else Mm. slow me down. Yeah. So I was paging through the paper. Wow. And you find, you know, the beginning time of finding that partner who then would be that person that would continue to do that with you your whole life. That's a wonderful, wonderful example of how love surprised you. Thank you so much, Bob. What do you love to do in the world? I love the opportunity to tell patients or patients' family members complicated things in ways that they can actually understand and grasp Mm. and sometimes give them answers that they've been waiting years to find and have met with various doctors who couldn't find the answers. But as a geneticist, I could dig deeper into the Mm. questioning in the laboratory and come up with answers 
that might be exceedingly rare, but then put us in touch with the literature that exists on that problem. So now we understand why the problem is there. And we also know whatever is available about what else we should be doing. And so being able to bring that forward and to lead people into grasping those things is a tremendous reward. People love you for coming up with the answer, even if the answer is actually an unpleasant one, because they've been waiting so long for somebody to name that answer. It's called actually the diagnostic odyssey. You have a problem, you go to your doctor, she doesn't have an answer. She sends you to a specialist who fails to get an answer, sends you to a super specialist who fails to get an answer, Mm -hmm. sends you to a big university, and finally somebody gets the answer. After years of pain, expense, inconvenience, embarrassment, so you love the person who gave you the answer, Mm -hmm. even if the answer is, I'm sorry, this is only going to keep getting worse, no matter how bad the answer is. Having an answer yeah. is so important. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times people have looked at me and their eyes got wide and they said, oh, oh. I have experienced that in small and big ways in my own life, you know, struggling through a health issue. And, you know, 20 years later, having somebody go, this is the reason. And me going, oh, well, that makes so much more sense to have a reason. And even though, you know, living with those things can be living with those things, at least there's a greater understanding. I think it's a connective gift, Bob, you know, instead of people Mm -hmm. feeling so isolated by the mystery or the, the worry of the unknown, the knowing helps better connect them to community. Yep. That's an amazing gift. Thank you so much for that. And so we are at our half question. As folks are listening to our conversation today, if you had a word of blessing or perhaps a benediction for them, something to help them navigate the realities of their lives. I do. And characteristically, I came upon this in an unexpected place. The word is gratitude makes optimism sustainable. I'm grateful for innumerable blessings. And so in a world where there are lots of reasons to be pessimistic, I'm able to hold on to an optimistic perspective, not because I'm foolishly naive, Mm. but because I'm grateful. And the place where I found this (laughs) was in the Parade magazine and the Sunday newspaper, an interview with Michael J. Fox, (laughs) who was asked at age 60, with over 30 years since your diagnosis with Parkinson's disease, Mm -hmm. which is slowly robbing you of everything, how is it that you remain so upbeat? Mm -hmm. And he said, gratitude makes optimism sustainable. Mm. I'm grateful for the many good things of my life. And he said, and yes, indeed, I've been deeply, deeply damaged by this disease, but I've also had many, many blessings and I'm grateful for those. And after all, the question never should be why me, but why not me? So Michael J. Fox, great philosopher of our time. (laughs) I love to think about gratitude and write reflections around gratitude. 
to talk about all the ways that gratitude impacts our lives, whether that's in like physical matter, right? Or, or changing the way that we think about life. But even as we wrap up our time and conversation about these three and a half questions of love, if I were to write a gratitude matters post today, I would say, Bob, I am grateful for you. I'm (laughs) grateful for your voice and your compassion and your intensity. (laughs) Mixed blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) But thank you so much, Bob, for being here with us at Holy Shenanigans Podcast, where it's always sacred, but never stuffy. (laughs) Till next time, blessings to you all. Goodbye.